0: It's
1: time for the Rundown with Rob Sanders.
0: Well, we're waiting.
1: Welcome into the Rundown. It is the Thursday edition right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 and around the world on the iHeartRadio app from our studios here on Greystone Boulevard. Welcome into the show. I am Rob Sanders. Appreciate it as always, folks joining us here on The Rundown. So we got lots of stuff to get into today. It's, uh, yeah, we're right in the middle of the college basketball season, and that's cool. But there's also some college football stuff we're going to get out there as well. You've got a little wrestling talk. A top WWE podcast. performer, may not be around after WrestleMania. We'll talk about that in a little bit. You know, there's. I've also got a couple of little things here on the NBA, and I know people are like, I don't like the NBA. Well, you know what? You're lying. Okay? People watch the NBA. All right? And I know there are people that watch the NBA because they tweeted me about it at Rob Sounds Good. There were people upset last night over the uh, the Nuggets game with the Jazz. Mason Plumlee getting thrown out. People thinking it was going to be a brawl. Yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But here's a, a couple of ways that you should handle yourself if you're an NBA player. If your coach does something that you don't like, we'll talk about that. There's two different versions here. There's the right way and the wrong way. I'll give you both of those in just a moment. We'll also talk about Something else you shouldn't do? If you're an NFL quarterback, you can't let people like me get to you. Okay? Or people that have a a platform of a radio show, a TV network, or whatever. You can't let them them get to you. One guy has already done that. (laughs) We'll talk about him in just a little bit. Yeah, this guy is... uh, Oh, man. I don't even know how to describe it. Don't even know how to describe it. So, I've also got some Super Bowl props. These are always interesting. We'll go over some of those. And then what else do we got today? Oh, man, there's so much stuff. I like it's so much stuff to get into. Oh, I've read an article on ESPN.com about who's going to replace college football's biggest stars. And they they talked about some of the players that we dealt with here as far as Clemson and Alabama and some of the other great players from around the country and how it's going to look when they leave their program. It's interesting with what they came up with for Clemson. We'll get into that as well. Also, the biggest concerns for each top 25 team in college football. But I've got my biggest concerns for the Gamecocks, even though they are not ranked in the top 25. I'll give you my biggest concern for the Gamecocks as well. Plenty of stuff today here on the rundown. Now, I move as fast as I possibly can. But if you want to get involved, tell me to slow down. Give me a call. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. 803-978-1832 is the number to call if you want to get involved with the rundown this afternoon. News coming out uh, just about an hour ago, Clemson and Georgia are guaranteed $5 million for the kickoff game, at least $5 million for their 2024 opener in the Chick-fil-A kickoff game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, according to an open records report at the request of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Per the AJC, contract, the contract calls for a guaranteed payment of a higher amount between $5 million or 80% of the ticket revenue. The schools are responsible for selling 28,500 seats each and could receive more tickets beyond that. They also get complimentary hotel rooms for the teams, passes for parking, uh, suites, and the bench tickets to the College Football Hall of Fame, per the report. The normal capacity for games in the stadium is seventy-one thousand. Next week's Super Bowl will host about seventy-five thousand, and that's basically just more money. When you talk about, I get back to my scheduling thing where you have all these. Uh, I don't. I don't really like scheduling neutral site games. Now I will give Clemson credit on this and Georgia as well. At least they agreed to play each other, and they're in a Power Five conference. I've been on the record on this show as saying that. And this makes a lot of people angry, and I know that there's talk about, well, that can't happen, but South Carolina should play North Carolina in football and in basketball, by the way. Let's get that out there. And Clemson should play Georgia every year, even if it means dropping South Carolina from the schedule. Wait, what? Yeah, that's the truth. If you think about it, Clemson and Georgia are... It's closer to Athens to get to Athens than it is to get to Columbia from Clemson. So geographically, it makes more sense. I mean, it really does. Clemson battles Georgia for more recruits, especially now, than they battle with South Carolina. I don't know who's going to actually have the satchel to go ahead and say, you know what, this needs to happen, but it needs to happen. And I know that everybody's like, oh, but the rivalry game this and the rivalry game that. Texas A&M and Texas played every year. They got over it. They got over it. Change is good, folks. There's nothing wrong with that. So, but congrats to Clemson and Georgia for setting that up in 2024. I don't like the neutral site game at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. That sounds like a real ritzy place, by the way, to have that game in Atlanta. But at least they're playing each other, and it's not, hey, Clemson's going to play, you know, Norfolk State the first game of the season. Georgia's going to play uh, Georgia State the first game of the season. Nobody really benefits from that. Both teams will make some money, and then they can continue on with their schedule. And can you imagine after the 2023 season? The build-up for that game, that's your first game of the year, is Clemson and Georgia. Now, the teams will be completely turned over by then. I mean, you'll have a completely different football team for each one. You may have different coaches for each one. You never know in college football. But still, that matchup in 2024 will be talked about from whenever the last game in 2023 is. It'll be talked about forever. Georgia fans, Clemson fans. Wow, that's going to be a huge matchup. First game of the season. What a way to start the season. If you're Clemson, you get a you can if you get a win, you've got a win over an SEC East opponent. If you're Georgia, you've got a win over Clemson, which is pretty much has been the power of the ACC. So, I love games like that. They make sense. I just don't like the idea of them being at a neutral site Speaking of which South Carolina, North Carolina played a neutral site This year, why can't South Carolina go up there And then North Carolina come here It just doesn't make any sense I, And I know that there's You know, people are upset about what happened and With South Carolina leaving The ACC or whatever I've, I've had a talking to about that But It just makes sense South Carolina should play North Carolina every year in football and in basketball. They should go there. They should come here. Just split it up. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. Great stuff up coming up on the rundown today. We're going to go ahead and get into the biggest concern for each top 25 team. The number one, obviously, is this Clemson. And they say for them it's the turnover on defense as they lose Christian Wilkins, Dexter Lawrence, Austin Bryant, Trey Lamar, Kendall Joseph, Trayvon Mullen. But they talk about exceptional players waiting in the wings. And it's so interesting that Xavier Thomas was not a starter last year, but he's already like a preseason early, way too early, All-American for for, uh, ESPN That's how much they think of this guy. Now, is he going to be Cleveland Farrell? No. Does he have the capability to put up the numbers that Farrell put up? Yeah. Yeah, he does. We'll look at some other SEC and ACC teams here. Alabama, they talk about the coaching changes. Their offensive line coach decided, hey, I'm going to go to Georgia Tech and be their offensive line coach. If that's not a lateral move, I mean, that's 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 not even a lateral move. That's taking a step down. Do you want to go work for a national championship contender and be their offensive line coach, or do you want to go to Georgia Tech where you're going to be rebuilding for at least three years? That's what's going on with Alabama. Nick Saban can't get anybody to stay there. Georgia, NFL departures on offense. So they lose some guys there. Uh, Elijah Holyfield, Isaac Nayada, Riley Ridley, McCole Hardman. They do get their quarterback back, though, with Jake Fromm. But he's not going to have all those options there. So that's an interesting thing to look forward to for next season. Some other SEC notes as I scroll through. They've got Florida at number seven. They talk about the defensive losses for the Gators. Five players early to the NFL draft, including the three best players on defense. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Jashai Belight, and Voshan Joseph. They combined for 209 tackles last season. So a lot for them to have to deal with on the defensive end. And I'm going to keep these because as we go into next season, we'll see if after the spring game, any of this makes sense, if it's going to hold over. The biggest challenge for Texas A&M, tough schedule for their opponents finishing the top eight including Clemson, Alabama, LSU, and Georgia. Three of those games are on the road. Plus. They'll have to replace a couple of players at uh, linebacker, including Otaro Alaka and Tyrell Dotson, who declared for the draft. LSU has some offensive line issues they've got to shore up, and Syracuse, the quarterback transition, yeah, Eric Dungy was just a guy that, he, he was just tough. And I know that, you know, you well, you get another quarterback in, but Eric Dungey was like blood and guts tough. And replacing him is going to be tough for Syracuse. What's interesting is, is that they finished at number fifteen in the final AP rankings, final coaches poll, whatever you want to call it. But they were not ranked like four days later in next season's way too early top twenty five. So I don't think a lot of people have a respect for Syracuse, but I think a lot of them were looking at, well, Eric Dungey was kind of the guts of that team and they're right they are absolutely right some other things to look at here as we go through the rest of the top 25 number 22 Missouri defensive coaching changes they're going to look for uh, somebody to work with the defense there he hired David Gibbs formerly the Texas Tech defensive coordinator this is coach Barry Odom by the way and they gotta replace a lot up front on defense and their secondary returns intact, but their secondary was terrible last year. As Steve Spurrier used to say, just because they're coming back and they're playing again, if they weren't very good, then what's the chance of them being very good again? You know? Auburn needs a quarterback. That's you know, they're they're gonna have to figure out if it's gonna be Bo Nix or Malik Willis as they try to replace Jared Stidham. So there you go. There is the top 25 teams as far as ACC and SEC go with what they are missing or what their biggest problems are going to be. And so I wrote out my stuff for South Carolina because they were not in the write-up that I found. And I think the biggest thing that the South Carolina Gamecocks are going to have to deal with next year is twofold. One is their schedule. I mean, their schedule is is tough. You got Clemson at home. You go on the road to Georgia, on the road to Texas A&M. Not to mention, you have uh, Florida, and you got to go on the road to Tennessee. Now, I know everybody thinks, oh, Tennessee is a dumpster fire. Tennessee is starting to get some stuff together. Now, as far as the personnel front, I think the big thing with South Carolina is they've got a lot of guys that have entered that transfer portal and I think next year it's going to be on defense I think their offense is going to be middle of the pack in the SEC if Jake Bentley can come and have a good senior year there's not going to be any Debo Samuel to throw the ball to you're not going to have Tyson Williams to help run the ball A little bit of this and a little bit of that's not going to get it done. You're going to have to figure out some stuff. Brian Edwards is going to have to make plays. Josh Vann's going to have to make plays. But I think it's going to be with the Gamecocks with their defense. Are they going to be able to stop the run? That's going to be the thing for the South Carolina football team next year. And they're going to face a lot of teams that want to run the ball, including Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, Florida, You name it. It's going to happen that way. So there you go. There's my top 20 for the top 25. And I've got my stuff there for the South Carolina team as well. If you want to call and respond to that, have at it. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. Uh, We've got plenty of other stuff to get into this afternoon, including... NFL players thinking dumb things. What, how you should react and how you shouldn't react if you're a foot, if you're an NBA player. I've got two different examples. We'll get into that momentarily this afternoon. Also, a WWE champion may not be with the company after WrestleMania. We'll talk about that. Uh, prop bets, some of those from the Super Bowl. We'll get into that as well. Tons of stuff here today on The Rundown. Be sure to check out my blog page. It's at foxsportsradio1400.com. I've got tons of great stuff up there. Everything from some UFC stuff to, I don't know, I ramble on over there on the blog page a lot. So go and check that out. Foxsportsradio1400.com. And, of course, don't forget this afternoon, you got to check out Lawton Swan show. He is uh, Clemson Sports Talk. Lawton is the czar of Clemson sports. He's got everything on the uh, the Tigers on the ready. So make sure you uh, check his show out from 4 to 6. And don't forget, this evening, the Clemson women's basketball team will take the court. You can catch their game right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. 6.30 is airtime. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. Excuse me, I had to sneeze. As the Lady Tigers will battle NC State, Tigers are 5-1. Uh, and one. They've won more ACC games this year than they have like, in the past four seasons combined, something like that. So Coach Amanda Butler getting the job done up there for Clemson. But as I said, other great stuff that we're getting into today. We'll go over that WWE stuff because I've already had some folks uh, tweet at me about that. Not something that... Uh, i'm kind of shocked about but we'll definitely get into that but i want to do the the little bit on how you can deal with your coach if your coach doesn't do what you want him to do there's two ways to do it there's the snowflake way and the teammate way we'll tell you the correct way to do it here in just a moment my name is rob sanders i'm on twitter at rob sounds good you are listening to the rundown this is fox sports radio 1400 Welcome back to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Appreciate you joining me this afternoon on Fox Sports Radio 1400. You know, we're going to have a little education segment today. The first, and this this is going to be to some, uh, even if you don't like the NBA, I think you'll appreciate this. So Enos Cantor is a center for the New York Knicks, which by the way, they are not a very good basketball team. And he was told a couple of weeks ago they were going to start cutting down his minutes so they could put in um, Luke Cornett, who is a younger guy, over the veteran Cantor. So Cantor was told, though, that since Cornett was injured, that they would try to move him into the starting lineup, but then Coach... Um, The coach for the Knicks, David Fisdale, decided he wanted to have his speediest team on the court to try to keep up with the pick and roll that the Houston Rockets would throw at them with James Harden. You know, James Harden throwing up 60 points a night, that guy. Well, Cantor is not a very good defender by any stretch of the imagination, He is ranked 66 out of 67 centers in ESPN's defensive real plus or minus as far as centers go. So he's not a good defender, okay? So the coach decided, all right, now this is his team. The coach decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try to have the quickest lineup I can on the floor to try to stop this guy, James Harden, because if you're in there, that's just not going to work. Okay, so he made his decision, and that's what he went and did. Okay, so we'll put that to the side in a second, and then we'll tell you how Cantor reacted. Now, DeMar DeRozan, on the other hand, is the leading scorer for the San Antonio Spurs, averaging about 22 points a game, but he is not a consistent three-point threat. Shoots about 28% from behind the arc on his career. So the spurs were down two and coach popovich greg popovich like one of the best coaches in basketball decided he did not want to go to overtime so he benches DeRozan, and puts in rudy gay and marco bellinelli they have a turnover that ends the game all right now that's that just happens but they asked coach popovich about it and he said i didn't want to go to overtime So if you're DeMar DeRozan, you're the team's leading scorer, and your head coach says, oh man, we don't want you on the floor right now, you can handle it one or two ways. The way that DeRozan handled it was, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what we were going to do was go for the win. We just couldn't get an attempt off. That's, all right, that's the way he dealt with it. Enos Cantor, on the other hand, the seven year big man, seven year veteran for the New York Knicks, rated rated as one of the worst defensive centers in the NBA, says, quote, I deserve better. I want to play basketball. We're all competitors. I want to play basketball. So if you're just gonna play me here, play me. If not, then just get me out of here. Sir, let me explain something to you. The way to handle that would have been just like DeMar DeRozan did. Maybe Coach had a better matchup. Now, by the way, Fizdale's idea didn't really work out too well for him. Harden went off for 61 points. But then again, Harden's going off for 60 points, it seems like, every game. So I really don't think that it matters. Anyway, you can deal with it one of two ways. You can go with it the way DeMar DeRozan did, or... You can go with, I deserve better, trade me. That's just not, not the way to go. Not the way to go. And, and Cantor didn't even get into the game. And then you're going to talk about that? By the way, I don't think there's any NBA GM right now that's beating down the door trying to get the 66th worst defender on the, as far as centers go to come to their team at the expense of the 18.6 million dollars you're getting there judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life
0: of the party
2: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
0: whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. J-j-jumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Year. You, sir, just made yourself a New York Nick until your contract expires at the end of the season. They are not going to get rid of you. No one wants you now. Because in addition to not being able to play defense, you can't keep your mouth shut and be a team guy. That's something that I think in society now, and I'm starting to sound like I'm an old man, even though I'm really not. I mean, my son's 12, but I'm not, I don't think that I'm old. I mean, I don't have gray in my beard. I got my beard going, but there's no gray in it. I'm not like this crazy, crazy old guy. But I do think that something we've lost in society is the ability to have respect for authority. Our director of programming sits down the hall from this studio. If he walks in and says, Rob, I want you to talk about blank, okay, I'll talk about blank. Why? Because he's the director of programming and he's, he's our leader. And I have to follow the tune that he's going with people don't have respect for authority anymore and it's just sad so shout out to DeMar DeRozan for sticking with his team and Enos Cantor congratulations you get to stay with the Knicks instead of maybe going back to Oklahoma City where they could use you because the life of the triggered and what I mean by that is if you're an NFL player you're making tons of money You shouldn't let a guy with a microphone get under your skin. I mean, you really shouldn't. (laughs) But one guy has, and his reaction and what he wants to do is pretty much dumb. This guy is my dumb-dumb of the day. So we'll talk about that in a moment. Also, we'll talk about who's going to replace some of college football's biggest stars going into the next season. And a big note from WWE One WWE star is not going to be here after WrestleMania. Now, why is that important? Well, for one, if you're into wrestling, that's a big deal. But they come through here before they go to WrestleMania. They have a big show February the 23rd at the Colonial Life Arena. If you want tickets, stick listening here to the rundown. We are going to give away tickets here after the 1st of February. And you can go to the WWE's event. We'll get you some tickets. I've got some tickets on the floor, like next to the ring. Yeah, if you want those tickets, you got to stick around. There's a creative way we're going to do it. I'll tell you how that's going to work. But stick around. We're going to have WWE tickets if you want to go to the show. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Rob. Sounds good. Thanks for everybody that downloads the podcast because sometimes I, <laughs> I, I like get caught up. And I kind of forget to do it. And then I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, i got to get the podcast up on the website. If I don't do it, I get texts and emails and everything else. Where's the podcast? But thank you guys for checking out the podcast. I really appreciate it. The podcast will be up every day right around 5 o'clock. And, of course, you can also get it right there subscribed on your iPhone. You don't have to do anything. It just comes right to your phone. Android, however you want to do it. Get it through Spreaker. All right, more of The Rundown in just a moment. You are listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. We'll be back with more of The Rundown in just a moment. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon on Fox Sports Radio 1400. And, of course, around the world on the iHeartRadio app, you can listen wherever you want. That's just cool. People can listen to Clemson Sports wherever they're at. As long as you've got the ability to pull up the iHeartRadio app, you can listen to this show and all of the Clemson Sports and Lawton Swan as well as our fine Fox Sports lineup, wherever you want to go. If you like Clay Travis in the mornings, the guy puts on a hell of a show, listen to that. Of course, uh, Colin Cowherd comes on before I do. You can catch that right here on the Fox Sports Radio, uh, iHeartRadio app. All right, so here's the thing. The next one is uh, the next story that I've got for you today. And if you want to respond to this, 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. So Raiders quarterback Garrett Carr is a guy that, Sometimes he seems like he's a little reserved, but he got called out by ESPN's Max Kellerman. So during ESP, uh, the Wednesday episode of ESPN's first take, Carr's name came up after the discussion about who should be the Raiders quarterback of the future. Even though Carr is signed through the 2022 season, the Raiders could get rid of Carr if they don't you know, appreciate the way that he's playing And only take a $7.5 million hit in dead cap space if they were going to cut him this offseason. Now, there may be some thoughts about that because, you know, old Chucky down there, old John Gruden, he wants to get his quarterback. He really does. And he may or may not have a rapport with Derek Carr. But John Gruden was at the Super Bowl this week, uh, the the the, uh, senior, not the Super Bowl. And it seemed like he had just like a love affair with Kyler Murray. And Kellerman said some things that just weren't very nice about Derek Carr, saying pretty obvious Carr is not the long-term answer there. You could see that, especially the first half of the season. I mean, I stopped watching Carr a lot a lot. the second of the season. Who cares about the Raiders' second half? But the first half of the season, he looked shell-shocked. He looked like a quarterback who had quit. Now, that's a very interesting thing to say, and he has his right to say that. But if you look at Derek Carr's numbers, you know, they're not off the charts great, but they're not you know, anything that's completely outstanding either. But Carr was not happy about that. And if you look at his numbers for this year, he was 4-12 as a starter, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, threw for 4,000 yards. Now, you could make the argument he doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to, and that's fine. I, I think the Raiders are just... They are a hot mess. They are like the Cleveland Browns, how they used to be. I think the Browns have gotten off the mat. But I think the Raiders, they they don't even know where they're going to play next season. They are so messed up, they have no idea where they're going to play. I mean, wrap your head around that for a second. And they're worried, people are worried about who the quarterback's going to be. How many people are going to go, they've talked about having games at different spots I mean, do you really want an NFL team for the just one season? Hey, come, come get some uh, season tickets for us. We're only going to be here for a year, but we want to charge you to come, come to see an NFL game. I bet you can get tickets to a Raiders game for about a buck. Dead serious. Wherever they decide to play. But Carr wasn't too happy about being called a quitter. He sent out a tweet to UC, UFC President Dana White. Saying, at UFC, at Dana White, hey, how do I challenge a couple of these clowns on TV to a fight? I think we should start a business together where pro athletes can challenge some of these people to an octagon fight until they give us an answer. You don't know me. Stop lying. Wait, so this guy got under your skin so bad that you want to fight Max Kellerman because he hurts your feelings. Really? Look, I do this show every day. I say things that make people angry. That's just part of it. It doesn't bother me anymore. I also do a podcast every, uh, every week, twice a week, where I get hateful things slung at me every day. My podcast partner has people that have called his job and tried to get him fired for things that he said on our podcast. Okay? That's just part of it. If you, and we're just guys that have regular jobs, all right? This guy, Derek Carr, has a career earnings of $14 million. And by the way, if the Raiders don't want to keep him, he gets $7.5 million to go home. Think about that for a second. If they decide to keep him, next season he's going to make $19 million. And oh, by the way, a hundred thousand dollars if he goes to their workouts, the workout bonus. My wife may put me on that. Hey, get on a workout bonus. I'll give you an allowance. <laughs> you can have twenty dollars extra a week or something. I don't know. But this guy's gonna get a hundred grand if he works out, and nineteen million dollars, almost twenty million, nineteen point nine million, twenty million if he does his workouts. So to be the quarterback next year, or $7.5 million to go home. I would tell th- that to me, Max Kellerman, Rob Sanders, Colin Coward, Clay Travis, whoever, you could not get under my skin. If I'm making $20 million or $7.5 million to go home, there's nothing you can say to me that's going to get under my skin. So, Kellerman actually ripped him even more. He says, by the way, I've said this about Eli Manning and even the players who are great, you can see just like different players get called out for taking plays off, you can see where a quarterback don't want it and Carr didn't want it. I think Gruden knows they got to move on and the question is, can they get anything for Carr? He's, is he a placeholder until they find the next guy? How long will it take to develop the next guy? And Kyler Murray, if you could grab him in the draft, would you? Harsh, harsh stuff there. But he gets um, on Twitter, someone says, ask him if he's talking about Max Kellerman, and then Carr says, "Yes. say what you want, but don't question somebody's character as a man if you don't know them. Our job as NFL athletes is to try to leave the game better for the next generation. So let's start an octagon business to give some accountability to these kinds of people. Really? Can you imagine, like, If everybody had this kind of a, this theory, well, you said something bad about me, so let's go fight. What does that accomplish? This is like kindergarten. I mean, it really, really is. The tweet session goes on. Carr says it's because I blocked them both for talking trash about our team those two clowns don't know anything about this game would love to actually sit and break down film with these two on TV just to show their viewers how incompetent they are about the game so yeah so he throws that hey I want to fight with you but hey I'm smarter than you are I'll come break down footage with you what a puss that's all I can think of just what, what what a punk dude I mean, you say bad things about me. I'm just going to go. I'm going to call the head of UFC, and we're going to see if we can get a fight going. If you've already done that, Max Kellerman, sir, you have already won. You've gotten to the, under this guy's skin. Congratulations to you. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. What Max Kellerman says was his opinion. And by the way, if you watch some of Derek Carr last year, which, by the way, nobody around here probably did, I watched a couple of games because I like to watch football late at night. He wasn't very good. He did look shell shocked. So what Kellerman said does make a lot of sense. You can tweet at me at Derek Carr QB. I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. More of the rundown in just a moment on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. If you want to respond to what we went over today, everything from what's going on with the top 25 college football teams, as far as uh, their biggest concern heading into spring practice slash the offseason, we can get into that. I talked about, uh, I thought with the Gamecocks, it's the schedule and their defense and stopping the run. With Clemson, uh, I think it's... Their defense. You lose all those guys to the NFL, it's going to hurt. I know Trevor Lawrence is like the greatest of all time. I know ESPN, everybody tells me that, and I think he's a great quarterback. But he doesn't play defensive line. You got to be able to stop some, uh, stop some guys if you want to win some games. Remember, in the national championship game, Alabama didn't score in the second half, regardless of what Trevor Lawrence did. Got to have some defense. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. If you want to respond to Derek Carr basically trying to call people out to fight, would you like to do that? If somebody makes you mad, do you want to like get in the octagon with them? I, I personally do not. <laughs> I'm not. There is nothing that you can call and say to me here that's going to make me want to get into an octagon and fight with you. It's just not going to happen. Max Kellerman like runs his mouth on TV. Derek Carr wants, wants the UCF to have an octagon so he can fight him. Can't make this up. All right, so there is a report out that the WWE is going to lose one of their top stars after WrestleMania 35. Coming out today, Ronda Rousey course the baddest woman on the planet may be done with wwe just a year after her first match so according to dave metzler from the wrestling observer there's a very good chance that ronda rousey will be finishing up with the wwe at wrestlemania a decent amount of talk in the past week internally since we heard it from several people that rousey would finish up there as of today this was the plan ryan satin a pro wrestling sheet reports that Rousey's exit is more likely to be temporary. Sources tell us WWE agreed while signing Rousey that she could take time away if she wanted to start a family. We're told around Survivor Series, she informed the company that it was likely she'd be taking that break after WrestleMania. So she debuted last year at the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble's coming up on Sunday. Gonna try to get with Mike Mooneyham tomorrow to bring him in to talk a little bit about the Royal Rumble. But I don't think anybody ever expected Ronda Rousey to like stay in the WWE forever. I honestly thought, and maybe this is just me, but uh, I think she needs to get back in the UFC octagon. I mean, her last fights, she got knocked out. And I think she needs to get back in there, to be honest with you, just to kind of save face. But she did say in a YouTube video, sometimes I feel like I can't do it all. I have to pick one thing. I can't wrestle forever because I feel like I'm failing my family. It's rough. I wouldn't be leaving home unless it was to do the most fantastic things ever. And I really do enjoy it. And love it, but all that energy I spend on the WWE is energy I don't spend on my family. Metzler says that she's reported to face Becky Lynch in the main event at the this year's Wrestlemania, with Charlotte Flair possibly also involved. So there you go. I think a lot of people go out to see Ronda Rousey, and you know what? If you watch WWE, I think the women are putting on a better show than the men are right now. Becky Lynch is on fire. I mean, she really is. Do you really want to watch Brock Lesnar being a halftime guy? I mean, he's there, you know, for a pay per view, and that's about it. He'll show up whenever, whenever he wants. He's a brute force when he's there. But, I mean, it's at the point now where if I'm going to watch WWE, I want to see Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair and Asuka. Whereas the guys that are wrestling now, yeah, all right, Finn Balor's great, Braun Strowman's great, can't really get into Brock Lesnar with him only being there half the time, you don't have Roman Reigns anymore, Seth Rollins is great, but, you know, he just, for some reason, can't get to a point where he's in the championship picture forever, I don't know, but a big blow there for the WWE as Ronda Rousey may be going on her way to start a family. But if it was going to be in a division that uh, it is going that they have the most depth, I say it's that women's division, because you have got a stable of women that can really, really carry it, with or without Ronda Rousey there. I mean, as I said, Asuka, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, uh, you've got... I mean, I like Nikki Cross. There's just so many great, great women in that division. It's not like they're losing a guy like a Seth Rollins. Which, if they lost, I think that would hurt them more. Not because he's so much better than Rousey. It's just that I don't think they have a lot of guys that can really carry the torch like a Seth Rollins does. Ronda Rousey's carrying that championship for the Raw brand. And she's great. But let's be honest, if Charlotte Flair were carrying it, would they really miss a beat? May On the mainstream front, yeah, Ronda Rousey not being there may hurt him a little bit, but Charlotte Flair gets it done in the ring. She's got the look, the pedigree, all of it. But Ronda Rousey may be leaving WWE after WrestleMania 35. By the way, as I said earlier, we are giving away tickets here on The Rundown, first week of February. Uh, I think that's when we're doing it. I got to look at my paperwork. But basically, we're going to give away tickets to the big match here in Columbia, the Road to WrestleMania. You can see your favorite WWE superstars as they're going to be here on Saturday, February the 23rd. Go out and check out the show. We'll have tickets for you right here on the rundown. I'll tell you how you can get those. It's going to be an interesting thing we're going to put together here. 803 978 1832 Got some time if you want to get in today. We've talked about everything from top 25 teams and what they're missing to Derek Carr. Let's uh, let's a reporter basically make him silly to Ronda Rousey leaving the WWE. Yeah, just all kind of stuff all over the place. If you want to get involved, feel free right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. I can see him from here. The bald man on the radio. He's outside, ready to go with Clemson Sports Talk. I'm sure that uh, Lawton Swan will have plenty for you this afternoon about the Clemson Tigers. He's with you every day from 4 to 6. Now, don't forget, tonight, if you're into women's hoops, the Clemson women's basketball team is on the road at North Carolina State. Airtime is at 6.30. Out to the phones we go. Good afternoon. Welcome into the rundown.
2: Hey, Rob. What's going on, man? What's up, brother? I just uh, I just picked jump up not too long ago when you were talking about Clemson's defense. And, I, of course, that's the big worry because that's kind of unknown now. But on our regular season schedule, do you see another opposing offense that we cannot outscore? Uh, I guess Texas a comes to mind. To me, the first three weeks of the season tells me everything I need to know about the Clemson Tigers this year because you got Texas a and and Syracuse. Personally, I think that's the two hardest teams on the schedule.
1: Well, you could say that, but you could also look at the fact that South Carolina hung 35 on them in Death Valley last year. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's valid. I mean, Jake Bentley... Carved up the, they, the Clemson defense. I mean I'm just saying. But,
2: but they but they put zero up against the number six ranked team in at ATC. I don't I don't think that's the true South Carolina offense. I mean, they didn't do that every week. If they did that every week, I would be a little more so concerned. I know Syracuse lost the quarterback, right? Dungey? Yeah, Dungeon. I, really I would say Tech and M is my biggest fear and I've been telling everybody, I just don't see an offense an opposing offense that we can't outscore. That may be
1: true on the schedule. Now, hey, man, I appreciate you calling today. You're right about that. That may be true on the regular season schedule, but you got to remember, it's always the playoffs. And when you get into the playoffs, you're going to run into better offenses. I think that's going to be the big thing with Clemson next season. Thanks for calling in. More of the rundown tomorrow right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Lawton Swan is next with Clemson Sports Talk. With that, this show's a wrap.